coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley. It's great to have you today. And I'm excited. I love to talk about the Bay Area and I love to talk about food. And I guess if you put the two together, you know that it's going to be a good conversation. So we're going to talk about a a brand that I've uh, gotten to know here recently. And I want to make an introduction to the brand CEO. His name is Gregoire Jacquet. He is the owner and founder of Gregoire Restaurant. And I really wanted to jump into the, I'm looking forward to the discussion today because we're going to talk about his unique approach to launching these local restaurants. And so excited to have him on the show. Gregoire, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me uh, today, uh, Rob. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, Thank you. You got it. You got it. So before we jump into some details about the franchise brand, tell us a little bit about how all this came to be. How did you get into the business of of being a a renowned uh, chef and and restaurateur and now franchisor? Wow. So it's a long story. And it started really when I was young, uh, really young, when my parents moved to uh, to the, the French countryside where the village where I grew up was about 80 people. And we raised chickens and we had a huge garden. And that's really where I, um, I started appreciating where really the food came from, from growth to, to plate. I mean, we used to uh, slaughter the pig, you know, twice a year and, and make sausages and ham. And so it was really a down to earth experience for me. And my parents not being very wealthy, I had never been to a restaurant ever until I was 14. Then I had that experience that you could actually you could actually eat somewhere and have someone cook for you. And that for me was a grand experience. I love to cook. I love to eat. And that was that was something I really decided that I wanted to do. So I went to cooking school. Cooking school for three to four years, where I got my diploma and I started working, learning, doing different experience in the business. I tried collectivity, which is, uh, you know, like big amount of food cooked. And I tried farm farming with and food cooking with the farm. I tried uh, auberge. I tried brasserie. I tried a lot of things. And the things that really came out to be for me the most enjoyable was fine dining. I love to do fine dining. I loved the meticulousness of preparation, the, the the provenance of product and how important they are, the quality of the product we would get. And that for me was was just amazing. So I worked in fine dining for many years. I mean, to, you know, I've worked in fine dining in Paris for a couple of years, and then I moved to the US after a short vacation. I met with a French master chef called Jackie Robert. And he took me under his wings, which uh, was a big wing. He had a he had a fantastic restaurant in San Francisco called Amelios, and uh, I worked with him for five years. 
And it was really a great experience for me to learn not only uh, about American way of eating, but also American way of working, which when you come from France, don't really have the best way of working and interacting with other employees. So that was that was a huge, a huge, a huge thing. But I wanted more than that. I wanted to actually know more about management. Because even though Jackie was fantastic in the kitchen, he liked that business savviness, you know? He had a business partner that was helping him for that. But, you know, if you look at being completely well-rounded, that, that, that was missing for me. So I, I asked him if I could go work for one of the biggest hotel company, uh, the best hotel company, the Ritz-Carlton. That we had one in San Francisco, and I said, "Can you find me a job over there?" And he said, "Sure." Waited six months, and he got me a job as a banquet chef, which was excellent. So there, I learned about numbers. I learned about cooking food for more than a thousand people at a time, uh, still using fantastic ingredients as well as um, as well as um, um, uh, awesome techniques. So I did that for seven years, traveled a lot in the world, uh, Asia. I opened hotels all over um, in Jamaica. And uh, I, end, I end up uh, being in Boston, I mean, in Puerto Rico, I'm sorry, uh, my last tenure at the Ritz-Carlton. And um, my wife and I wanted to create a family. So we decided to come back to Berkeley, where she's from, and open our own restaurant. So that's exact. That's where really, you know, my entrepreneurship business, you know, uh, 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 met together, and 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 really, that's when I would I try to think what kind of business I wanted to do. Right. And I mean, uh, all my experience and all my thoughts and the fine dining and. Uh, the way of living, my way of living, and um, my wife and the baby on the way was all, all, I mean, all this factor made me realize that I didn't want a big restaurant. I wanted something really small, something really neighborly, something uh, where I would be the, the face and the voice of the business. I didn't want a big dining room. I actually, I didn't want any dining room just because uh, I wanted to be the one giving the food away. I wanted to be the one talking about the food. Um, I wanted the food to be super high hand. I wanted the food to be uh, using uh, local ingredients just because this is how I grew up. I wanted the food to be uh, to go because I didn't want to have a dining room. So I needed, I needed to find a way to, you know, give the food away. Um, and, um, and really I wanted something really small because I was just by myself and my wife would be taking care of the kid, you know, the baby, and I would be, uh, working and that's how it started really. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, you're, you're as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, you know, how do you do that? Right. What you just described, how would you take that level of quality that that sort of uh, background of fresh from field to plate or however you, you were talking about it earlier. So truly about fresh ingredients, local ingredients, high quality ingredients. And then you hit on something really important, which was being able to talk about the food, right? Yeah. 
being able to build relationships with your customers. And whether they're businesses or consumers, they could be anyone in your community there. And that is hard, right? It's hard to be able to cook that, prepare that, run that, manage all that, and do that, right? So I think that kind of tees up my follow-up question, which is one of the big reasons we're talking today, which is your approach, right? So how do you solve that problem? How can someone launch a local business, maintain such a high quality for food, for freshness and quality? How can that be done? And I think you have a good answer for us. So tell us a little bit about your approach uh, to how you would launch a new location and achieve what you just you know, were talking about. Well, uh, the, the model of, of Gregoire is, you know, obviously awesome food uh, that is local as much as possible because not, you know, because the amount of food we're, we're using sometimes cannot just be um, source locally, but as much as we can, I have my farmers and they're ready to, um, to go on with the amount of business we're doing. But um, also the model of this business is to change the menu seasonally. We makes it, which makes it very difficult when you want to open a franchise because uh, when you change things, then you need to train people and then you need to teach them how to do. You need to, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a long process to change things in a franchise. Um, that's why, I'll, you know, most of the franchise, uh, they are set and, and once in a while they do a special or once in a while they do something different. But so for the longest time, I knew this business model was duplicable but I didn't know how. I mean, oh, I thought I was the only one being able to duplicate that model um, because I was the only one to know how to do everything. But I realized that uh, I can't do everything. Um, and so I really uh, focused on how I was going to be able to duplicate. Um, the best way to do that would be so if I me the franchise or is taking a skipping control of of the product by um by uh doing all the recipes and all the food at one location so we would get everything to come to one location and we would um uh, we would cook everything portion everything and send it to the franchisee um the only way we can do that also it's by having local market open um so we cannot we cannot be like another franchise where you know you open a, you open a franchise and you go okay i'm going to open this market uh, i'm going to open uh, california and i'm going to open uh, uh wyoming or or uh, washington and then pluck different franchise over there and that's not going to work for us because we're so centralized into quality and into support and into because the support is going to come when we change the menu we have to be there we have to be able to train them easily um so that's why we just you know we're open just local market one at a time and um and that's probably the the only way a business model like this can uh can work so, so you're referring to like a hub and spoke model where you you have a like in the bay area uh one centralized hub that would support the satellite businesses or local restaurants 
Yeah, that's correct. Actually, you know, we refer it as a culinary hub. Okay. Just because, yes, just because out of this place, we will, you know, create recipes. We will uh, receive ingredients that are really uh, top notch and that we have to respect and teach uh, the franchisee to respect. Um, So if, um, yes, if um, it, the plan is that uh, we open a, uh, a central kitchen, a culinary hub in every market. Yes. Yeah. And then, so the franchisee would um, would uh, put in an order. It's, it's all uh, digital, uh, but they would do an inventory at night, every night, and put an order for what they need the next day. And we would fulfill the order uh, and deliver it the next day. So they would have fresh, fresh food every day, basically. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so in terms of the model itself, the you had said earlier you didn't envision really having uh, a dining experience as much as a high quality food experience, right? And so, yeah. tell us a little more about that. Like, you're you're not these these um, these restaurants. Can people eat in, or is it purely go and pick up and take? Or tell me a little bit about the options for folks. Um, even though it's high quality food, like fine dining, it is something where you can go and get it and take it home. So tell us a little more about the different options. Yeah. So, so when we, when we, I first, I first thought about Gregoire and, and, uh, the way I wanted to, you know, um, operate the business, my, my, my second hurdle, the first hurdle, it was, you know, how do I do this? The second hurdle was how do I how do I make sure that the product arrives as best as possible from the restaurant to the people's table? Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I had no control over the uh, packaging that was there 20 years ago, because that's when we started, it was just clamshell and thin cardboard and styrofoam. That's all I had to, to work with. And that was not going to cut it. So, my wife and I, uh, you know, I bought a software, <laughs> a, a, a design software, and I created my own box, my own cardboard box, which I went to uh, uh, um, a box company next next to Berkeley, next door, and I asked them if they could do it. And they said, sure, we can do that. And I started ordering uh, the box thousands and thousands at a time. Uh, and so we have the cutter, we have... Uh, patent over the, the design of the box. And uh, now that box is amazing because, you know, I can put anything in the box and it'll stay fresh, it'll stay hot, it'll stay warm, it'll stay cold if it's cold. Um, it's it's really um, it's really made for traveling. And so you can take it and uh, you can take some hot food 20, 30 minutes away from, from the restaurant and it still will be hot. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and, and I think about a couple of things when you talk about that. I think about packaging, the importance of packaging in marketing, right? In quality, when we think about Apple, right? It's not too far from you guys, right? How great their packaging is. Like everybody, if you ask people, hey, have you, do you have any Apple products? And they ask them if they kept the box. Most of them say, yeah, <laughs> kept the box. That's right. You know, it's just too nice of a box to keep. But I mean, it's, it's like we're uh, to throw away. But yeah, I mean, I feel like that's an important consideration, not only the functionality of it, right? The function yeah. of it, but the look and look of it, right? It's it, it's congruent with the quality of the food inside of it. 
And I think that's an interesting thing that you saw. Plus, you know, the other thing that came to mind, and I, I was wondering maybe if some of this, did any of this change in the last few years that we've gone through uh, the COVID that we've been through and, and the way a lot of restaurants have had to change and offer different options, but were you guys pretty much, this was what your plan was anyway, but I'm just thinking what a great model in any scenario, right? Like it would work even in a pandemic scenario, right? Given the way you built, but tell me more about that. What are your thoughts? Definitely. You know, I mean, we, we got hit, you know, just like everybody else, you know, and California being California, uh, we really needed to, um, you know, to react quickly in order to, um, to stay, stay in business and, and provide for, for our guests, you know, um, luckily we were set. Luckily we had, uh, a model that people could trust 100%. Uh, knowing that it was takeout. Uh, luckily, we had a small footprint restaurant, which allowed us to close every doors and, and just uh, and just uh, do business within uh, and still being able to reach the customer outside, you know, putting the food on the table when it was ready. So, yes, we did get hurt and we did lost thousands and thousands of dollars in catering, which we regain on walking people and people that needed to uh to get food uh carry out which was more uh when you look at it so uh overall it was you know this business is really made for uh every situation i would say yeah yeah no i mean digitalizing would be the fancy word we use right uh, when you think of a just an everyday business that's going to use digital technology to do to operate, you know, in unique ways to better serve the audience, I think that this whether COVID was a, a you know a little bit of a boost uh, to some of these ideas, I still think a lot of them were there. Like folks like what we're talking about; they like good quality food. Get it? But I want to take it with me. I need a different situation, right? Uh, but, you know, folks cook less today. They'd like to take it home with them. Folks want to have a nice thing at the office or or get, you know, have food for the office. They want quality, right? It's yes. it's it's kind of the trend of way we buy today, regardless of a COVID scenario. But it works good there, too. So that's pretty amazing. So tell me a little bit as we as we're talking about marketing, you know, when I'm launching a brand new uh, restaurant. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, I mean, obviously, when I hear you talk, I can imagine that word of mouth, uh, whether it's businesses or it's local businesses nearby or it's just consumers walking in off the street. Once you taste food and you have a good experience, it's, you know, we're talking about it, right? So that's yes. a huge thing. So are reviews. Clearly, anything online that more people talk about it is important. But tell me, what are your thoughts on, on how you look at marketing for each location? Well, actually, you know, you, you you brought something funny and, and I have plenty of story about my boxes. But, you know, when it comes to marketing, that box is such a great passive marketing tool just because no one has this box. And it is actually, I mean, so recognizable. The logo is on it, it's printed with a very bright color and and people can find it in every recycling box in 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 berkeley i mean so much that even the garbage people come to me and say you know we see this all over berkeley you must be so successful 
you know so as a marketing tool this you know is number one well number number two I mean, yes, Gregoire is Gregoire, and it's well known in the Bay Area already, just because of you know what we've been doing. Um, but when it comes to the franchise, you first need to position yourself, you know, as um, this type of business. So I have I have done a lot of I'm doing a lot of marketing uh, with with uh, companies, marketing companies, and try to position the brand as being what it is. Uh, so I, I think marketing is really important when you want to grow and when you want to get known. The lucky, the lucky thing that we have on our side is that by opening a, a small market, uh, for instance, the Bay Area, we don't need to market all over the U.S. to get our product known, or uh, we, we just need to do it locally when we need to do it. So we can we can put a lot of money into marketing in one area area at a time um so this is a this is a plus for our uh, our franchise brand yeah yeah now i i exactly made a very important point and that is one at a time one location at a time and ultimately as people get to know the brand and the quality of the food then it grows from there and of course uh being available uh and visible to the people in that geography would be uh, important and the boxes are a good way to accomplish that. That is, uh, you, you don't think of it, but that's a great example you gave me yes. that the trash guys, right? That, <laughs> the trash guys, the recycle guys know you because of all the boxes. And again, they, they look at them and go, that's a nice looking box. It just, it sticks in your mind, right? Yeah. As, uh, yeah. So that's brilliant. So tell me a little bit. I mean, you, you've been through, um, you know, the franchise experience, which, you know, I always love when I speak to guys like you because, you know, you're sharing with the world something that you built and made extremely successful yourself. And you've been now sharing with the world this idea and giving others the opportunity to participate and run this locally. Tell me in the process of doing that, the last, especially the last uh, few years that you've been uh, building this out. Tell me what you've learned or, or is there anything you would want to leave as we wrap up today's show, uh, our guests with uh, that you've maybe uh, that you think is pretty pretty profound, or if there's a local story that you'd want to talk about uh, that that you know you think would also be good for the audience to uh, to hear about. Well, you know, I I'm I'm a pretty well well rounded guy. You know, I I'm I'm a social guy. I like to talk. Um, I'm I, I do good food. You know, I I'm not the you know the best chef in the world and i don't claim to be but i like i like to cook good food good ingredients um i know business not everything about business but i can get by and i can run a successful restaurant but even with all this you know i i i made my mistake in business and 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 um i i have done things that i wish i would have known before so i didn't uh, I didn't do this mistake, for instance, you know, I, as I said earlier, you know, because I know so much and because I, I am so um, in touch with my business, I wanted to do everything. And, and, um, and that, I mean, that was good for a little bit, but, you know, when you do millions of dollars, you know, yearly, it, it keeps up with you. And, and, and I got burned out. I got burned out. I, I, uh, I, I, I just, um, 
I couldn't do it by myself anymore, but I didn't know how to do it. Um, so what I would tell people, I mean, you know, finally, of course, I, I took a month off and I, I adjusted my business in function of, of a, a new found lifestyle that I wanted. Uh, which was much more beneficiary for me as a business owner. So I could work uh, on the business and not in my business. Uh, and this is what I do now. I, it's funny because, you know, um, I'm so much happier now. <laughs> but what I would tell people is that, you know what, there is always, always, always someone that does it better than you, you know, and if you know how to use their, um, their, um, um their gift of doing things better than you then you should you know and it's not bad to you or it doesn't diminish your ability to do things but you know it's it's actually make you stronger into um build a stronger business and a business that uh that can sustain itself without you you know basically so i i uh, i advise everyone that wants to open a business to first look at it as you know, um, something that they should, they should work. Uh, they should work. And I mean, look at it the way I look at it now, meaning, you know, uh, you run a business and you're not running the business, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 I think I would rewind this part, right? <laughs> this is uh, working on the business, right. And being able to do that, for many business owners, it's very challenging. And, you know, when you have the opportunity to be involved with a franchise model, um, it's like you have to take a step back as a business owner and and work even harder on the business until you put it in a position where others can take it and run with it and do what you do. And that's another level of perfection. But once it's in place, much yes. easier for the others to plug into and, you know, you're solving everything you just talked about, right? So the franchisee doesn't have to come in and make those mistakes. They don't have to you know, work in the business perpetually in order to have the benefits of the efficiencies that you bring or the innovations you bring, right? Because now your job is to work on the business, <laughs> which is a good place to be as a franchisor. You're not so much a restaurant. Uh, tour anymore or running the restaurant as much as helping others run it and and that that puts them in a great position and you in a great position so i think that's very profound i appreciate that well thank you it was great to have you today i appreciate your time um anything else that you wanted to leave with the audience before we go no i mean uh, i i'm very happy to have been on the show i just want to say that you know, I never thought that franchising was something I wanted to do just because of models that have been out there that didn't really match uh, my business model. But even though uh, it's not, you can find a way to make it happen. And I think that's what I did. I, I you know, worked around uh, the franchise model to make this franchise model work for my business. Excellent. And, Excellent. Um, and where could where could folks reach you online if they were interested in learning more? So I mean, uh, they can go on the gfranchise.com. This is the uh, the the franchise uh, uh, website. Or if they want to look at the product, is uh, gregoirrestaurant.com. Uh, or they can give me a call if they want to. I have no, I have no secret. You know, if you want to talk to me, it's five one zero. 
455-0494. And that's my cell phone. And I'm willing to answer any questions or any uh, anything they want to talk about. All right. Excellent. Well, it's great to have you today. Great learning about the restaurant and the opportunity. And we'll talk to you again soon. I want to thank our sponsor, IDS, uh, for their uh, their support. And bye for now. Thank you.